0: And welcome into Priced Out, the documentary. I'm Andrew Morgan. I'm going to be hosting some of them with you. But the main person that you want to talk to and you want to get all your information from is Mr. Cornelius Swart. How are you doing today? Hey, Andrew. How are you? I'm good. Great. Now, Priced Out, tell us a little bit about about exactly what is that. Before we get into who you are and all the other things, first off, what is Priced Out? Give us some uh, background information.
1: Yeah, Priced Out is... um... It's a documentary we've just released um, in the the fall of last year, and it's it's a documentary about gentrification in Portland, Oregon, and it's the sequel to a film that we had done about gentrification in Albina, North Northeast Portland, which is a traditionally black neighborhood um, back in the 1990s. So we did a film about the early stages of gentrification in Portland's black neighborhoods, um, and that film... Was released in 2002 so 15 years later we went back to some of the folks who were featured in that in that first film to see how much they had changed to see how much the neighborhood had changed and and that's what you get with priced out
0: all right so who are you like so what what caused you to say all right this is a subject matter that I want to cover um, well
1: the the issue of gentrification is something I've been covering, you know, off and on for about twenty years here in Portland. Ever since we did the first film, and uh, the woman who was the the focus of the first film, Nikki Williams, who was um, a single mom, she grew up in the neighborhood. Um, she was um, sort of a struggling single mom in the late nineteen nineties when we met her. Um, Fifteen years later, she came back and asked us to do a sequel to the film. Fifteen years ago, the film ends with her saying, "You know, I pretty much welcome the gentrification. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see some investment in the neighborhood that has been down for so long." Fifteen years later, she's completely—you know—she has the opposite view. You know, her neighborhood to her has been decimated, and so, um, so that's why we, we felt obligated that we should go back
0: and um, and look at the issue again. Okay, so. You personally, who like what? What was your personal investment into this? Because there is a good storyline there, but there had to be something that drew you to it personally. So, who are you? You know, from a personal standpoint, that drew you to this uh, subject matter.
1: Well, I live in the neighborhood, and you know, I introduced myself in the second film in "Priced Out" um, as a gentrifier, somebody who came into the neighborhood in the in the late 1990s. Um, and, you know, I'm a member of the community as well. So I've always followed the issue as a reporter or as, um, as a filmmaker for, for 20 years. And so Nikki was actually my neighbor. She only lived a couple of blocks away from me. So in Priced Out, you really see both of our lives. You see Nikki's life as it changed over 15 years. And you also see how my life changed over 15 years and our different relationship. To how the neighborhood has changed, you know, for her, she kind of loses her community. She she doesn't lose her home because um, she owns her home, uh, and I do too. And but she loses that sense of community. You know, on the other hand, I wind up you know going to the stores that open up, um, and it's you know I I
0: I utilize more of the changes that have happened in the community. Do you feel like you've gained a community uh, it, it, as you've watched the gentrification process kind of you know take place? Do you feel like you gained a community, or do you feel like you actually lost the community?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I have gained a community. I think I've gained amenities. You know, I think I you know there's more stuff that I can walk around to and go to, and that's pleasant. Um, but I I did kind of relate to my neighbors, m- m- my older neighbors, uh, better. I, I I don't kind of know where people are coming from as much um, anymore, but, you know, I'm I'm a community reporter, so I, I kind of, you know, the, the cobbler's children have no shoes. So yeah. I, I kind of never have a community because I'm always kind of
0: at a distance from everything. Now, you say, you, you know, about that, with you personally, where are you from? Are you a native of Portland? Like, how did you end up in a situation where you were in Northwest uh, Portland or Northeast Portland?
1: Yeah, I'm originally from New Jersey, and um, I um, I had gone to school uh, for film for documentary uh, back in New York City, and I moved out here in 1995 um, with my partner. We had a daughter, and um, so by 98 we actually wound up moving into the neighborhood. And so, you know, I, I come from a from a New Jersey perspective on things, which is right. a little a little different. I mean, I, I'm I'm used to. A neighborhoods gentrifying, uh, but i'm also used to a kind of like a more diverse working class um, cultural norm, so to speak um, which is is a little different than the west coast and and you know quite different than portland which is 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 so white um, and and has sort of this very kind of liberal
0: Mainstream ethos to it, which is is a little different than New Jersey. So let me ask you this question because you said something that was interesting And I've been hit with this term uh, For for the last year uh, That Portland is the whitest, you know city in America What does that mean? Because I I have my personal experience of what it what it means But what is what does it mean to you? And what do you think the overall tone of you know people who live here? What do you think? How do you think they take that this is the whitest city in America? Um, I think it was actually whiter, <laughs> unbelievably, <laughs> uh, when
1: I moved here. When I, I first uh, came to Portland, the cover of the, one of the um, alternative weekly magazines, the Willamette Week, um, the cover said, Honky Town, Portland, whitest city in America. And that was uh, 1994. Right. Um, and, and so it's actually gotten more diverse since that time. Um, it went something from like 90 percent white to now it's like seventy six percent white. but but what's happened is that the concentration of of white folks has has all coalesced around the city center, right? So the center of the city has actually become whiter. Um, and to me, what that what that does is it um, there's a kind of an underlying assumption that everyone thinks they have. Right Which is this sort of you know this liberal environmental progressive ethos and and it's very difficult or awkward to have a contrary opinion or to have a contrary um, color of skin or point of view, um, just because it's there's, there's, there's so much consensus uh that happens uh, almost unconsciously that um yeah I I just it's just a strange environment um you know it, it's like it's like a cult <laughs> that yeah. that that isn't expressed right but everyone's just like oh everybody agrees right right um and then of course I hear from from folks all the time that that both white and 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 folks uh, of color that they're just uncomfortable by the lack of diversity it's just weird uh or they just go for long periods of time where they're just like, I just need to see some diversity. It's just, it's just, it's like, um, it's like going without water or air. Yeah.
0: Now, you know, and that's, that's one of the more interesting things that when you look at the trailer, you kind of, you get that feel that it's, you see that that's one of the things that uh, people of color need here in Portland, that that's what's missing. Even just from watching the trailer, I picked up on that. Uh, being new to the Portland area, I personally found myself thinking that same thought, like, you know, I need more interactions with my culture. Um, what are the, some of the reactions since you've been screening the film? What are some of the reactions that you've gotten first from people of color in relation to, uh, you know, like has that brought up emotions and feelings and different things of that nature or, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, what we hear a lot from, from folks of color or people who grew up in the neighborhood um, is the film can be hard to watch. Um, not because it's a bad film, but because it brings up experiences that other people are having that they themselves have experienced. Um, and we even get it from people of color in other cities, um, who have just had the same experience in their city. Um, so it, it tends to be a very emotional film. People have a range of reactions from, you know, they get angry. Um, they get, you know, just, they just feel down, um, Or they get riled up um, and want to do something. Um, So so that's, you know, the reactions can range from people of color. And another thing that's kind of very special about the story of the African-American community in in Oregon is obviously that because it's such a small community, that when sort of the one black neighborhood gets gentrified, there's really no place to go, or at least that's the way many people that we've talked to felt right that there's no place for what's been called a, a gathering place for cultural warmth is is what um uh, one one person has said in in another film um not ours but um it was a is a good um, articulation of what a lot of people that we've talked to express uh and that and that's really the journey of, that nikki uh, our main focus has is that even though she doesn't lose a
0: home because she owns it she loses um she loses a community yeah that's that's one of the 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 things that from one city to the next we take advantage of knowing that we have a community that we can call our own like that you can go to even if you don't like some of the stuff that typically goes on but when you once you get to a community and it's not there the, it, it's kind of disturbing uh portland does something interesting that i noted that uh when I go to, like, Dawson Park, which is the area we're, we're really talking about, I noticed that there's a large amount of African-Americans there during the daytime, and it seems like they're almost bust in, but, <laughs> but it, you know, at night or in the morning, I got up the, the next morning, I was staying near Dawson Park, and I didn't see any African-Americans near, you know, like it was just, I was out, went for a jog, and it was people on their bikes getting coffee, it just, it looked like what I thought Portland was, And then from like you know eleven to eleven, just that one section of the park. So is that something that Portland does, where it gives the appearance of of diversity, but it's really not there? Has that been your experience with uh, what you've observed from Portland?
1: Well, one of the interesting things you see in the film is um, is Nikki says that she doesn't go to places she used to go to um, just because they're. They're so overrun with white people. Um, and so, you know, if you look at some of the demographic statistics, there are still, you know, black folks in the neighborhood, but they're not as visible as they used to be out in public. Um, and it may, you know, I, I, I'm speculating at this point, but, you know, for for Nikki's part, she doesn't feel comfortable. So even though she lived in the neighborhood, you, re- you almost never saw her out in public in the neighborhood because she didn't go to the parks anymore because nobody nobody was hanging out in the park. And she was like, if you do hang in the out in the park in any you know significant numbers, people call the police on you. Um, she doesn't go down the street with the new shops. There's lots of new shops, but she doesn't walk down the street because, you know, she gets looked at like she's an alien. Um, so there is this kind of weird dynamic going on that even if there is some diversity in the neighborhood, it, you, you
0: may not see it. Yeah. Do you feel in this and we're going to go back to some more specific questions here in a minute about the film itself and about mm-hmm. the movement that's happening in Portland. But I have one more question for you as a person who lives in the middle of the neighborhood that's. Going through this, I've seen a large number of people who have like Black Lives Matter signs in their yard. But the the stigma, but what I hear a lot of people say is that's just for show. You know, what's your experience with that? What do you what do you uh, what have you observed with with the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, being a sign in the yard here?
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to, you know, ascribe motives to other people without talking to them. I'm just a reporter, so, you know, I just kind of relay information that I've found or, or the experiences I've had and just relay that. Um, I, I, you know, the, the folks I talk to who are white folks, are, you know, in Portland, they're very progressive. They believe in their causes. They believe in helping other people. Um, but as a, as a community taken as a group, I think, because there is so much because it's because there's no diversity that creates a lot of blind spots, and so I think when we show the film to folks, we often hear from white folks like kind of like an awkward oh, I hadn't thought of that, yeah, right so it's not a there's it's not a <laughs> for, from the people I've talked to. I don't get a sense of deliberately trying to exclude people or to like put a facade. I just see often. A blind spot like I didn't I didn't even think to look in that direction Um,
0: and now that I'm aware of it uh, I'm not sure what to do or or how to feel Um, yeah so what are some of the reactions uh, that you get from uh, from uh, Caucasians who come to watch the movie what are some of the different reactions
1: Um, a lot of people want to do something about it Um, a lot of people are very moved Um, a lot of people the film is very balanced. Well, we try to be balanced. You know, we try to show a lot of different points of view at the same time, um, while still delivering a message that that has a point of view. Um, so a lot of people are like, you know, thank you for 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 showing different perspectives on the issue, um, and and a lot of people just feel very emotional. A lot of people cry. Um, out of they they cry. Or they, they empathize with Nikki's personal struggle, which is very specific right. to her. Um, and a lot of people are moved that, that way. And, and they want to do something. They want to get involved or they, they want to find out more about, well, you know,
0: what's, what can I do as, as a person who, who wants to be helpful, not part of the problem? That's one of the things that I love about the film is that even if you can't identify, even if you can't empathize with someone who's experienced displacement due to gentrification, you can empathize with Nikki's story because we've all been displaced at some point in our life, and it carries over to then. You know, for me, it definitely carried over for me saying I have to be involved, I have to get be a part of this because it hit a familiar place. Um, so, and,
1: and Nikki's story is one of loss of community which, while it's very powerful because of her experience, because her, she's coming out of the African-American experience in this such a white city, but losing a community is something that so many people can can relate to. Um, not just in Portland. I mean, in Portland, it's like every almost every neighborhood's changed over the last couple of years, so so many people feel like they've lost the place they used to live in. Um, but I, I think most of us have... have like you say, been displaced or lost our our
0: community in some way or another at some point in our life. Mm -hmm. Yes. So with uh, with Portland itself, where's Portland at when it comes to uh, dealing with some of these issues of of housing? Because the the documentary goes into, uh, you know, people fighting for fair housing and and fighting for all these different things. So where's where is the city of Portland when it comes to that fight?
1: Well what you'll see over the over the course of the film is um how gentrification starts starting in the early nineties, um or the you know, yeah, early nineties we'll say, um it goes goes from being a, a local issue to the black neighborhood, um in which there's rising investment and displacement and some improvement and displacement, and that cycle begins to it's sort of spreading out to the rest of the city. So by 2013, 14, 15, neighborhoods all across the city are beginning to see these rising prices and and folks getting displaced regardless of their background. Um, the working class, working poor, lower middle class, um, people whatever their their background is are are getting are getting losing their house. So We also see that there's a backlash against this and people literally take to the streets. Starting in the African-American community and then spreading to the rest of the city, we see that there's a huge pushback against that. And that has led to a lot of legislative changes. Um, An epic housing bond was passed, a quarter billion dollars um, in in taxpayer money for affordable housing. Um, An activist, Chloe Udali, here in Portland, was propelled into city council she's the first renter that's ever occupied such a seat and and she's put out some legislation that basically says if you jack up the rent over 10 percent and your tenant can't can't afford it you have to pay to move them and and that perhaps combined with um, a lot of new construction a lot of new apartments coming on online we are starting to see uh, rents come down or the you know the
0: Growth in rents coming down. As a person who just moved here, that was something I didn't understand. I I, I couldn't understand for the life of me why it was almost impossible for me to find a place in Portland um, that was, you know, that was in a decent price range. Um, And now I kind of, you know, this documentary helped me understand that because, you know, moving here, the perception is come on in, we're all weird, and this uh, housing's available. Everything's fair, you know, this is entrepreneur land. And um how are people it, it it's got me curious about how are people making do when rent does spike, let's just say 9.9%, you know, 99%. Like what are some of the the programs and the methods like how, how are people surviving uh when they're rent burdened? Right. I mean and that's that's the thing about half of the
1: population in Portland is is rent is a, is a rent is renters. Are renters, and then of them, at least in in 2016, um, half of those folks who did rent paid more than 30 percent of their income towards their rent, and that's what the federal government calls rent burdened. Um, And so, and that's that's basically the product. The 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 cause of that was a pinch that was created by the market in which prices went up so quickly, and a landlord could evict you so easily um, and so fast that people had to absorb the rent increase because they they didn't have time or money to move, uh, they didn't have the short term cash so they had to take the long term hit of absorbing a big rent increase and there was no place to go. Um, so. What are people doing? People are moving from the center of the city out to the fringes of the city, out to East Portland. They're moving up to Washington uh, State, to Southwest Clark County, moving out to the suburbs, and you know, they're moving out of the state entirely. You know, we're seeing folks uh, here in in Albina. You know, many are moving back to the
0: south. Yeah, for me, that that was that was my only option was to move to Clark County, and it was a lot cheaper. It was a lot more, you know, a lot more affordable. And to be honest with you, I see a lot of minorities out here. Um, there is not a, you know, there isn't a full community yet. Uh, you know, where you see a lot of people gathering together. However, you could see that that's something that's beginning to form. Uh, and you just kind of go into Portland just to take care of business. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, at some point, I'm curious as to see, you know, where does this lead the city of Portland in general? Will there ever be a time and a place, or you know, where they call people back in, or is there things already set up where they're asking for people to come back into the city?
1: Yeah, in 2015, the the city of Portland um, sort of started a right to return policy. Um, which uh, is something that's been going on in other cities as well. And, and that basically means that if you you used to live in the area, you kind of get in the front of the line for housing assistance. How effective that's been, it's still um, too soon to tell. A lot of people think it hasn't been effective at all. Um, other people take you know a wait and see kind of, you know, uh, approach. It takes a very long time to build affordable housing, to build subsidized housing. So, you know, even housing projects that, you know, were promised in 2015 here at the beginning of 2018, they're not finished yet. So,
0: and, and it's only like, you know, a hundred units or so, um, uh, that we're talking about. All right. So, um, before we, we, you know, we start to wrap up, I got a couple of questions for you about the film. Now, would you say it's necessary for us to watch? northwest passage before priced out um would they help or do they stand alone I, I think they stand alone and and really
1: um the first film northeast passage is is available on our website you can you can see it for free um and it, it's really about the the late 1990s uh and and the struggles that that these neighborhoods have you know these neighborhoods all across the country had between issues with like crime uh, and disinvestment and and kind of the, the why would someone want to see gentrification right? But by the end of the film you can see how someone would think any investment was a good idea but hopefully you'll also get a sense that um, that gentrification is coming and that there there will be uh, a downside. So that that film you can really watch um, in its in its own and this priced out, um, goes back and forth between the two films enough that you 'll you 'll understand where nikki 's
0: coming from and you 'll understand the history. What are some of the phases uh if i 'm if i 'm in a city and i 'm noticing some changes what are some of the things what are the phases of gentrification like? Can you give me like a description of the different time you know the different things that would be expected uh in recognizing gentrification
1: yeah we we try to kind of lay out history in a kind of an arc. Um, and we go all the way back to the founding of the neighborhood. So the first uh, phase is sort of what you might call ghettoization. it's basically an area is there's a population or 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 some activity that's sort of confined to a given area forcibly, and a kind of a fence is drawn around it, and investment and services are withdrawn. The next phase is abandonment in which even the people who are there try to get out and the businesses get abandoned, the houses get abandoned, things board up um, and there's no even sense of ownership or that that all of that declines. Then revitalization happens in which some small investments begin to come in and it seems like it's going to be good for everybody. Um, the next phase is gentrification in which a lot of investment comes in to a given neighborhood and it's really only investment. For the newcomers it's not intended to be for the people who already live there and there's a lot of displacement and the last phase is housing crisis where there's displacement from neighborhoods all over the place and there's no place left to go because the housing prices are are too high for the local wages
0: in every part of the city okay so uh from city to city um what cities um, have you looked at in the United States that you could say has been identified as cities that, you, you know, are undergoing, uh, different phases of gentrification? Probably the
1: the 25 largest cities in the country are, are all having very, they're all on that, that, um, that spectrum from revitalization to housing crisis. So you probably San Francisco would be ho- solidly in housing crisis. Seattle might be in housing crisis. Um, and then you have places like cleveland or or cincinnati um, or even um even like um in the southwest you're starting to see you know um austin um where there are neighborhoods that are gentrifying and other neighborhoods may be uh, affordable or even still in you know um abandonment phases so it's like a a patchwork of things that are going on there, but you know almost all of these the, the top twenty five cities have some some level of some neighborhoods are beginning to see revitalization moving into a place
0: of gentrification so as far as priced out the documentary uh are we what's your effort what push will you have to assure that this documentary is going to get a chance to be seen in those markets? Yeah, I mean, we're
1: trying our best. It's important to know that this was like a volunteer-driven project. It's sort of a labor of love, both films. Um, and, you know, our our goal is to get it seen by as many people. Um, but it's, it's very unclear on whether it's going to, you know, show up on Showtime or Netflix or any of those places. But, you know, we've mostly been pushing for community-level screenings and educational screenings. And so right now, we're showing it all over the place here in Portland. Organizations come to us and because we don't have any capacity to organize screenings at this point. But people come to us, they organize the screenings, and then they show it to their, to their groups for free. So it um, could be an African-American community center. could be a group of neighborhood activists. Could be the city, you know, of Beaverton that organizes these screenings, uh, and then across the country, we're we're seeing more and more groups come to us, um, African American community centers like the, the Greenwood uh, Community Center in Tulsa, um, we're seeing historic preservation groups like uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, and we're seeing universities like in St. Louis who approach us to show to show the film, and so we are trying to partner with community. Groups all over the country to show the film, and we try to make it um, uh, available to to everyone who has a group that that wants to show it to their to their folks.
0: All right. So, is there anything else uh, before we wrap up here that you would want to share about the film, the uh, about gentrification, or anything at all?
1: Well, I think it's just the plans for the podcast is to continue to to talk about gentrification
0: both here in Portland
1: and in other cities as we start to show the film in other cities. So um, we have a screening up in Tulsa. We have a screening in Nashville coming, and we're probably going to have more podcasts about what's going on in those communities. And certainly if folks go to our website, price.movie.com, they can both contact us if they would like to organize a screening in their community, or if they just want to talk about the issue as we start to to roll the podcasts on to, to different communities if they want to come on or they think we should talk to such and such a person in, in this city. We'd love to hear from folks. Um, and yeah, just just sign up for our email list and stay tuned so we can keep people informed about uh, how and when they can
0: see the film. All right. If they want to reach out to you, um, they can go to the website and email you, know, and potentially email you if they want to screen it themselves. And so, well, thank you for, for you know, giving us so much information today and next week uh what can they expect or next time i should say what, what can they expect <laughs> well, well i think we're going to try to uh do this as often as we can yeah.
1: um but we're not committed to a schedule yet yeah um so so the next one hopefully will be uh on andrew's turf uh in tulsa right i think we're Correct. either going to talk about tulsa or we're going to talk about nashville next so um stay tuned for for that those are interesting communities